Whew. Okay. All right. I don't know about y'all. This was going to be a fun episode. Probably the most controversial episode that we will probably ever have. But it is certainly going to be an interesting episode. All right. Let's go. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to Beyond the Booth, your go-to podcast for all things concerning events, where we literally have you covered from A to E. Yes, I said A to E, not A to Z. If this is your first time joining us, let me break it down for you really quickly. A, if you're an attendee. B, if you're a bride. C, if you're a coordinator. D, if you're a DJ. E, everybody else, when it comes to events, literally from A to E, we got you covered. I'm your host, Marcus, and if you haven't already done so, please take a couple of seconds just to hit the subscribe button. That way you can stay up to date with all the content that we're sending out and putting your direction. So today's episode, as I mentioned, is probably going to be pretty controversial considering the topic at hand. And today we are talking about prioritization. Oh, 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 yeah. As a business owner, as a vendor, prioritization is a very tricky, tricky subject. I mean, if you are planning an event and you have $5,000, how do you put the event together? Who do you call first? What things do you put together first and foremost to make sure that you have everything that you need for the event? Who gets the predominant focus or the primary focus of your attention and then kind of gets whittled down? If you have never planned an event, let me kind of give you some insight behind the scenes would typically by the time it gets down to potentially like more like your DJs especially so by the time it gets down to the quote-unquote entertainment whether it be a DJ or live banner etc now you get to people talking about oh well you know what I have a budget of about $500 well if you push rewind on that and you go from the start of your event all the way down to when you reach out to the to your entertainment options you literally had about five, six, seven thousand dollars that you spent, and you've already got your vendor, t- your uh, venue taken care of. You got your caterer taken care of. You got photography or videography taken care of. You're probably working on sound, and now you're thinking about the entertainment portion of it for the event. Now, each area has a strong level of importance because without a venue you have nowhere to have your event without a solid photographer you have no one to capture the memories and make them look really really good for your event and also to be able for you to be able to post it on your social media platforms if you do not have good entertainment people will not have a good time and then therefore your your event will not be a success If you do not have good food, if we're talking about food, people will kind of like maybe forgive you, but you're having them there for a long period of time with horrible food. You better believe they're boning out as soon as they get the opportunity to leave. So which one kind of merits the most importance when it comes to hiring everyone for your event now i know if this is why i said this is gonna be very controversial because if you are a venue you're gonna be like no i'm the most important because you got to have somewhere to have it if you're entertainment you gotta be like no i'm the most important because you want to make sure your people are having a good time if you are a caterer you're like nah people need food what are you gonna do like a potluck Mm, probably not so (laughs) you need reputable food you need good quality food so 
you know, we're pretty high on that prioritization list. Um, photographers, hands down, I mean, photographers put in massive work, especially post-event, to make sure everything does look really, really good and represents your event accordingly and that they really worked hard in the moments to capture those moments that will forever be cemented via picture to remember what kind of a great event that it was. And if it wasn't not so great event, to still remember that I think it was a great event when you look back at the pictures about, you know, five, 10 years from now. So the question is out there. If you have $5,000, who is the most priority? Who has the highest level of prioritization when it comes to putting your event together? Honestly, it's going to boil down and the decision comes down to the event planner or the coordinator themselves. Sorry. <laughs> I know, I know you're probably looking for a very straightforward answer saying that so-and-so or such-and-such or such-and-such venue or vendor is the most important. Well, in all actuality, it boils down the most to the the whoever's coordinating the event. Once you start with whoever's going to coordinate the event, that has that's going to be the that's the person that is the main person that the person that's going to bring all this together that the person that's going to make sure that this runs smoothly if you are hiring the coordinator it makes sure that you are able to enjoy your event with a peace of mind because you have the right person taking all the stress all the communication all the hiccups all the fires all the issues and basically pretending like they don't exist so that it does not get out to the guest or to your your audience so that your event it goes as smoothly as possible. So if you have to talk about priority, prioritization, honestly, it goes down to the event planner or the coordinator. Now, one thing that I've seen, especially working a lot of weddings, is that that's one area in particular that really does get overlooked. And therefore, it becomes a relative or a family friend that ends up taking on the task of being the day of coordinator or the day of event planner for the bride and groom because they're friends or they're family members. And so they try to do everything that they can to make sure that the day runs smoothly for their friend or their relative, but at the sacrifice of their own ability as a friend, as a family member, to enjoy that same event. So honestly, I think the coordinator, hands down, is the most quintessential part to have in place when you're looking at putting an event together. It doesn't matter if you're talking about a PTA fundraiser, doesn't matter if you're talking about a wedding, a car wash, um, any of those things. It really boils down to coordinator. Who is going to be the person that handles the reins, that takes on all the stress, that makes all the phone calls, that deals with cancellations and last minute hiccups, that deals with we're running late, that deals with the, oh, I forgot, I'm double booked for that day. I won't be able to be there until later. Um, you know, can't, is there anything that we can do to adjust? What are they going to do now? So the coordinator themselves, honestly, in my personal opinion, you get the top spot as far as prioritization is concerned. Second down the list, we gotta we have to have a place. This has to take place at a location. So where are we gonna take the you know, where is it gonna take place? Where is it going to be physically responsible? Where is it going to be aesthetically pleasing? Where is it going to be ideal for the client who is actually wanting this event to take place? 
where is the most ideal location for them? Now, scouting that those ideas, organizing like where would be the best place to capture what they're looking to capture is very important. I mean, if you're doing a car wash, you're not going to host it inside a gym. If you're if you're doing, you know, a bake sale fundraiser, you know, yeah, it can be virtually essentially in a lot of different places, indoor or outdoor, but you're not going to do it like in a parking lot, especially of a busy business uh, center or a, you know, even a busy uh, large church parking lot or a large community center parking lot or something like that. So finding the right place to have the event, in my personal opinion, is probably the second most important. Thirdly, you have to think how, what is the ultimate goal? What is the goal of the event? Is this a wedding? Is this a fundraiser? Is this a carnival? Is this a, um, you know, just a get together? What is the next important factor for how this, you know, how this event is going to come to life? So I think it really boils down to either A, potentially being the entertainment or B, being the capturer of memories. Now, here's where it gets real sticky because if you are having, let's say, a fundraiser, you want people to be there. You want them to be joyous. You want them to be in a good mood. You want them to be able to participate. You want them to stay the entire time. So therefore, you want the entertainment components in place that will enhance the guest experience, that will make the event fun, and therefore makes the time go by fast, and everybody's too busy having a good time to care if this is an hour-long, two-hour-long, three-hour-long event. If you're talking about something a little bit more serious, something more a little bit more formal, again, you have to have the right entertainment component in place. For example, if you're doing like an art gallery and you're looking at entertainment, you're probably going to lean more towards maybe, depending on the type of art, if you're looking like high scale, higher end art, you're probably going to be looking, you know, a little bit more like string musicians or something like that, instrumentalist as the entertainment to be able to set the the ambiance and the atmosphere of the event so that people walk into something that they begin to enjoy immediately off the back. I mean, if you don't believe me, the next time you're anywhere, like as a store, um, you can go to a retail store. A lot of retail stores play music. Put some noise cancellation headphones on when you go into the store. Put those on, turn on on so you can't hear a thing and then walk around and shop and see how it feels in comparison to have, you know, not having those headphones on and listening to the music also subtly in the background while you're doing your shopping you know it messes with your subconscious so now you're you know you're focusing on this and you're not in such a rush to get in and get out which is what stores use particular playlist and particular genres depending again on the brand of the store for people to come in and then get lost in the shopping because the longer that you're there the more you're inclined you're to to spend the more you're inclined to spend the more likely you are to increase the amount in which you spend so thinking about the entertainment factor is quite important and having the entertainment factor that matches is also quite important going back to the art gallery if we're talking about more modern contemporary or maybe even street art i've known people 
uh, emerging artists that have went and they've hired DJs for their gallery openings to set the tone in the background. And then, you know, they're instructed basically to play some, you know, up-tempo, you know, predominantly instrumental house trance type of music which again has the same effect that it messes with their subconscious they're not really thinking about how long they're there they're more engaging in what's going on in the art and then they get a chance to really tune out zone out in their own mind and really be present in the moment which allows them to be very good partakers of the event now on the flip side if you're host if you're having like a wedding is your ultimate goal then you might want to look more so probably at having the photographer before you have the entertainment. Because if you have the photographer, they're the ones that are going to be there to capture all the special moments. Now I know there's another argument which I want to do in another episode where we're going to talk about you know, everybody being a photographer versus the professional being the photographer. And if you say, hey, we're doing this, how we're having this wedding, I want everybody to take pictures, then... It becomes great for the event itself, for the ceremony, for the reception. However, what the photographer does is they really bring that story out of the bride and the groom to be able to say, this is these are the real endearing moments that makes this day so special for this couple. Now, that's why they're there to capture, you know, the the bride the bridal gown just you know hanging up with the light just hitting it just right um they're there to capture the pictures getting ready and the the bride and the the bridesmaids having a champagne toast before things get started you know they're there in those intimate moments of the event before the event even takes place so that for the client for the person who's putting this event on or the reason why we're coming together they can have these memories that they can also fondly look over for the rest of their life. Same with, you know, they're on the flip side, they're on the groom, you know, catching the guys coming together and seeing that bond of friendship between the groom and the groomsmen, you know, leading up to this moment. And then, of course, you know, first looks are quite popular, um, you know, where you don't see them for the very first time until, like, you're brought to a particular scenic area that's not too far from the venue to see each other for the very first time and then have those pictures captured so that you know if you're bawling out and it's also more intimate there's no pressure you're not worried about all the eyes that are on you from all the guests that are there it provides a certain level of intimacy now again you can say hey i want to say my first look for when i you know when we're actually there in the ceremony itself then i want to have that first moment when you see it then you want somebody who's going to capture the right angle with the right lens with the right aperture with the right lighting to really enhance that moment and then be able to take that same image later in post-production and make it look so immaculate that it just immediately melts your heart when you go back to look at it or makes you so excited to share it when you get those things back from your photographer to post it online to put on your social media. So it really boils down to that part as far as who's number three. I know people are like, well, people got to eat again. Now there are options again. What is the ultimate part of the event? But it does not matter what the event is. You need somebody basically putting it all together and you need a place to have it. 
Those two are the absolute non-negotiables for any successful event. Because if you don't have somebody, especially who knows what they're doing, bringing all the pieces together, bringing the right people together for it, then it's not going to be good. I mean, if you have a just a photographer doing like a dance, you may get some good moments, but the best moments honestly come from the photo booth. So does this photographer also have a photo booth or do I need to reach out to someone who has a photo booth in their their arsenal that will be able to provide the props and things for people to have those moments and then forego having the photographer in general and just tell people use hashtag whatever and then when they use hashtag whatever then they upload it and then that gives you all the images as if you had a photographer now my photographer fans don't get mad at me (laughs) this is why like i said this is going to be quite quite controversial um because in all honesty i mean if you are the vendor this is your livelihood this is your business and this is your passion and you are the expert at what you do you are definitely very important you want to make sure that you know that what you bring to the table your craft is essential to the event so it doesn't matter if you're talking about a dj a photographer a a coordinator um just the property manager of set venue um caterer videographer doesn't matter like you want to make sure you know you have the right you know you know what you bring to the table and that you're bringing something of of major value to the event and most importantly to the client and everyone absolutely hands down does here becomes the question when it comes in service to the event the two most non-negotiables, in my opinion, hands down, are the coordinator and it is the venue. Now, I know some venues have, you know, in-house coordinators and that could be appealing to some, but I still always strongly recommend hiring a set coordinator to take care of your event. Because I've worked with venues before and they've offered that same service. And as soon as all the, first of all, the coordinator, they're trying to make sure that their motive for putting together the timeline for the event is to basically make sure that everything's checked off and they can get out as early as possible. And then once that last moment is done off of a contractual obligation, they are out Versus you having bringing your own coordinator to the table, your coordinator basically stands in your stead and does all of the heavy lifting, as it were, beforehand, during and after so that you, the client, you, the the person who wants this event to take place can actually enjoy the event. Now, I know that might have just got me blacklisted from a couple of venues, but I apologize. But that is the honest truth. I've seen couples that I've worked with in the capacity of a DJ be utterly frustrated that, you know, they are looking for the coordinator and their coordinator is just like completely MIA because there's nothing for them to quote unquote do for another 22 minutes. And then they miraculously reappear in 22 minutes because at eight o'clock, that's when we do the next thing. That's when the next it moment takes place. And then 8.05 and then 8.10 and then 8.15 and then that's it. And then guess what? They're gone. So let's recap it one more time. I definitely recommend having a set coordinator that is your coordinator that is on your team. Um, Secondly, 
then lock up the correct venue that you want that properly facilitates your needs. And then depending on the event, if we're talking more of a wedding, go with your photographer and then go with your entertainment. If we're talking about a dance, definitely go your entertainment next. Um, if we're talking about a block party entertainment, if we're talking about an art gala, art gallery, I would actually go caterer and then entertainment. Because if you have somebody who's walking around serving hors d'oeuvres and little things for people to be able to nibble on and to sip and to drink, that makes a huge difference for their ability to engage in the gallery, in the moment, in what's taking place. And then after that, then secure your entertainment. So that's pretty much the gist, in my personal opinion, of kind of where the prioritization lies. Because last, but certainly not least, because ultimately probably the most important is your guest. So you want to make sure you have all these elements correctly in place, all the right people in place. And then therefore, when your guests arrive, they are walking into something that is going to be a great experience and an engaging experience and a positive, memorable experience for them. So literally kind of bookends itself with starting with the coordinator, but ultimately not even being about the components, but ultimately being about the people in which are going to be there. For example, if you're doing a wedding, but you're doing a wedding in summer and you're doing an outdoor wedding in a city, state, county that where it gets about a hundred and some odd degrees in the summertime, you may want to have certain things in place for the ceremony itself, whether it be just little buckets with little small bottles of ice cold water and then um, immediately have the cocktail hour somewhere where it's cool, whether it be in a shaded area, whether it be an area where there's a breeze, whether it be an uh, indoor area where there's air, air conditioning. So you don't want to like milk it too much. And then by the time if you're looking at dinner, also maybe possibly do dinner outs inside and then with the party maybe outside because now it's no longer 105, 106 degrees outside. Now it's more like a nice 80, 90 degrees, but it feels good outside and then move the rest of the reception portion outside. You want to make sure you have the right venue that will be able to facilitate those particular requirements. Um, and vice versa, you know, if you're doing it completely indoor, um, lighting is important. So do you, you want a place that has a lot of lights, uh, a lot of open windows where light can shine through and therefore things can look good? Or do you want somewhere that's kind of really catacombed and a little bit dark because you're doing it in a gym or multi-purpose room or a conference room or something like that where it's more enclosed with no external natural lighting? Again, it ultimately boils down to what the main purpose and the main goal of your event is. That determines the list of which who gets priority as you're putting it together. So going back to the top of the episode, when we talk about if you have $5,000, that is how I personally would recommend or suggest um, people go about getting the components in place for their event. So that way it will be a successful event because everything is aligned. You have the right person basically running it. 
you have the right venue for what you need, you have the right entertainment to make sure that your guests have a good time, you have the right uh, photographer to be able to capture all those moments, you have the right um, videographer, again, also do the same thing if the photographer is only strictly still pictures, and of course your guests who are not last, not least, but also quite important because when they come in, they can come into having a great time because of all these other pieces being aligned. So I would love to hear from you all. If you haven't already done so, please be sure to hit that subscribe button. Stay up to date as we're releasing content for you. Um, I want to really, really hear from you all on this one. Just shoot me a DM on Instagram at DJ Ignite, the number one. I'm still in the process of changing it. Every time I go to change it, Instagram is like, nope, can't change it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, uh, can't change it for another 14 days or something like that. I'm like, come on. So as of right now, uh, shoot me a DM on Instagram at DJ Ignite, the number one. I would love to hear your perspective. Love to hear your feedback on this one. Love to hear where you stand. If you have a difference of opinion, if you think the um, the photographers first and then the venue, venue and then the coordinator and then the entertainment, I would just love to hear you know from you all how you would proceed with putting the event together. Now, I was going to do this as a mobile tip Monday um, that just kind of evolved as we were digging deeper into the subject because originally I was going to talk about organization um, and just kind of give tips for organization, which led to, okay, who do you call first? And I'm still going to do um, a mobile Monday tip on organization alone, but I really wanted to get this one out to you all really wanted to give you this kind of a, a checklist as it will for you to start to kind of think and evaluate how you want to be able to do it. Because again, if you are, doing a homegrown little, you know, graduation party for, you know, your son or your daughter or, you know, your cousin or your niece or your nephew or whatever, you're probably going to have it as a home. So therefore the venue is not really much of a factor. Um, you don't really need a coordinator, so to speak, but you have to understand that if you are the person that's making these phone calls, hiring the person that's going to have the photo booth, hire hiring the street taco guy, um, <laughs> uh, hiring the DJ or the entertainment. I keep saying entertainment because there are people who choose to go with live bands. There are people who ch choose to go with like uh, a singer with a, with like a guitarist. There are people who choose to go with like a string quartet um, or just any sort of other form of instrumentalist. So again, it really depends on the event at hand that determines the entertainment that you bring again i'm also going to have another episode coming up in the near future when we're going to talk about uh djs versus live entertainment and that's going to be another fun one that's not gonna be as controversial as this one because there's so many vendors that are impacted or implied by this one um but that little that one's going to be a good episode and that one's coming for you really really soon um so that's personally what i would do how i would plan it Start from the top, work your way down to that from the bottom all the way up. It is a great seamless time. Last tip I will give is that if you opt not to have a coordinator and it's like, hey, I'll just wing it. I'll do it myself. You can feel free to do it yourself, but make sure that you get a day of coordinator. A, someone who actually can step in on the day itself and 
make sure everything runs smoothly. Make sure all the vendors show up at the time they're supposed to. Make sure all the decorations are set up by the time they're supposed to. Make sure that everything is good for when the doors open or the gate opens or whatever opens so that when the guests start arriving, they're walking into a completed work and not a scrambling finish. And that the event starts on time. Actually, the event starts early because think of it like this. If the event technically starts at three o'clock, you want everybody to be done. And basically from a behind the scenes standpoint, you're starting at two o'clock. So that way, when you have those extra early birds that love to show up early and be there about 15, 20, 30 minutes early, they're walking into a completed work as if the event has already been taking place and that the event already started at three o'clock, even though it feels that it started at three, despite the fact that it's before three o'clock and it's still going. So I would love to hear from you guys on this one. I'm having so much fun with this. I hope you guys are enjoying um, the content. I have a large list of things and subjects uh, to put out there and present to you all from experiences, um, a long list of interviews um, that I'm reaching out to people that to bring multiple perspectives from different event planners and DJs and photographers um, and instrumentalists. And just even from brides who can share their own stories of what made their day so special, um, even, you know, other people, whether it be other former clients that I've worked with or clients of friends of mine, bringing them on as far as what made those events so special, so impactful. What are those intangible elements that make the day a success, quote unquote, for them as the client so hope you guys are enjoying this this is beyond the booth my name is marcus hope you guys are enjoying it again hit that subscribe button shoot me a dm at dj ignite the number one on at instagram or even just follow me on instagram until i change the handle um or get a little peek behind the scenes of the making of all this podcast as well as all the other stuff that i do and i will catch y'all on the next episode peace